episode three. Welcome back to the shit show, baby. We got a lot for you today. Um, what do you want to start with? Uh, I think we should start it out with the Clemson LSU game. It was a big game, the championship for the NCAA. Yes, the national championship for college football. Like we said last week, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow. Is there really anything else to say? There, there really isn't. Joe Burrow came out and proved why he's the number one pick in the NFL draft. He's a Ohio-grown boy. He has that grit. Five touchdowns, 463 yards against Clemson. And Joe Burrow just went out there and got it done for LSU. Yep. Joe Burrow put an end to his campaign to be the number one pick to the in the NFL draft to the Bengals. And like we said last week, he's going to reject that offer and the Patriots are going to pick him up. And he's going to replace Tom Brady. Bill Belichick's going to get another one. Seven more Super Bowls for Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow. An exclamation point to his Heisman Trophy year. And he brought this LSU Tigers team to an astounding year. One of the best college football teams of all time, would you say? Well, going into this game, I knew I had the Tigers. Which one? Exactly. I knew the Tigers were going to win it. Um, I one had, of them? I had no worries about the Tigers. Go Tigers. Yeah, LSU looked good. Clemson didn't. And I think Trevor Lawrence... Might be back next year. Yeah, I think Trevor Lawrence comes back. He has a lot to work on, as you can see. He's not on Joe Burrow's level yet. Well, let, let's just talk about Joe Burrow for a second. He was an Ohio State quarterback, got 16 touchdowns in a non-NFL-centric offense, and then goes to LSU where he played in the NFL offense and gets 64. Yeah, I mean... You know, I think the system has to fit the quarterback, and in that situation, it didn't. Yeah, I, th- I think Joe Burrow really is ready for the NFL. That's the type of quarterback he – that's his play style, and I think it's going to suit him a lot better than college did. Yeah, I think he'll fit right in. He just needs to get an offensive coordinator who's willing to build around him. Yeah, and he he's going to need a lot more pieces in Cincinnati. They're not going to be good immediately. But one day, maybe the Bengals will be in the Super Bowl because of Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow. Yeah, you would hate to see the, the Bengals miss out on an opportunity to build around him. Yeah, he it would be a shame to see him become an and Alex Smith type of player. Potentially totally ruin his entire career off the one draft pick. Just being unlucky, going to a, a, a scrub team. team. Yeah, yeah. It, it, but... He is a player that wants to make Cincinnati a good team. He's from the state, and I think if anybody's going to be able to do it, it's Joe Burrow. Yeah, we'll see how it all plays out um, next season, but I'm nervous for him. I, uh, I'm i not sure how that's going to work in Cincinnati. I'm looking forward to seeing him in the NFL. He has a lot of weapons in the wide receiver positions, like A.J. Green if they bring him back, Tyler Boyd, Erickson, or Erickson. It could Autumn be interesting. Tate. It could definitely be interesting. It could be. It could be. Shall we get into our next topic, which would be the Conor McGregor return to the, the return Oscar of the Irishman. The Irishman 
the proper 12 whiskey men. The one and only. Connor fucking McGregor. There is only one true king. The king is back. It's the king of Dublin. Connor McGregor. He came out with a fiery passion. He wanted this win like, like nobody else wants a win. You're not wrong. He came out and knocked out Cerrone in 40 seconds. Really just a matter of catching him off guard, I think. Uh, this fight could have went either way. Connor caught him early with those with shoulder thrusts. I don't know. I, I've seen video that he's been training those. He's been practicing those shoulder strikes yeah, I don't, I just since don't like think, 2012. I don't think Cerrone saw that one coming. No, I and I also I think it put Cerrone back into the uh, argument that he is a not not a big pay per view player. Whenever there's a big fight, Cerrone never really shows up. He just crumbles in the pressure, huh? Yeah, he really does. It's it's a shame to see because he's such a well liked person in the UFC community, and he's number one in finishes, number one in wins of all time, but. He really never shows up to those big fights. The one thing I've learned over the past probably year and a half or two years of watching the UFC is anyone can win in any fight. Yeah, it, it really it just takes one punch. and it's You just got to catch him off I think that's guard, why it's such a lucky. popular sport. And maybe maybe that's what Connor did, but I think, I think Connor was just ready for this fight. He uh, put the work in. He was more prepared, most prepared he's ever been, some would say. He looked really good pre-fight. His body and his physique is just way better than I've seen it in a long time. I hope he keeps the same energy moving forward into his next uh, potential fights and, uh, you know, puts on a show. Maybe we get a couple more Conor McGregor knockouts. This this uh, big win for him actually sparked some great fights upcoming that Dana White has teased. He said... That he might be going on to fight Habib Nurmagomedov and maybe Masvidal, which is the one that I personally want to see. Masvidal's a stand-up fighter, fought back in the backyards of uh, Kimbo Slice. He was—he's yeah. just a born. I mean, no fighter. disrespect to Khabib, but I don't want to see that fight again. I don't either. I—I I no I don't want to see Habib. Just take Connor to the ground and basically hug him for four it's, it's more not, rounds. It's just not a really a good matchup for for Connor. Well, and, and I Connor's a much more exciting fighter when you get to watch him fight. And yeah, when you get to see him stand up and use uh, his craft in the way that he wants to use it, it's the a ground lot game is not uh, his cup of tea, and it's it's a boring fight to watch in my opinion. When you have to see Connor, who's not a very good ground fighter i also think that, to do it. Yeah, i think that it. the masvidal's fight would end up selling more for the ufc i think yeah that's a more interesting fight more for the a, fans it's more of a badass fight for I the think, bmf uh, title too it, no i think one, no one really cares about the uh about the khabib guy he's not exciting to watch no he he really is i mean he's he's fun to watch he's an incredible fighter but yeah he he doesn't put on a show he doesn't. He's very quiet. I don't think he. he uh, he's very he's respectful. Brings in the money. He doesn't. Well, I mean, he's he makes a lot of money. Apparently, he he requested eighty million dollars to fight Conor McGregor. Well, Conor's a big, 
Connor's a big, a big he's a big fucking deal, mate. He is, but Habib getting eighty million dollars to fight Connor, that's gonna be a pretty penny that the UFC would have to spend. Connor doesn't fuck around, mate. He doesn't, he doesn't. I I'm really looking forward to this next year of UFC. We got John Jones coming up in the next pay per view against an undefeated Reyes. He's, yep. he's a very interesting fighter. And then we have possibly the Masvidal-McGregor matchup. Maybe Connor versus Khabib, too. We're hoping not. But I'm liking the UFC's next year. It the, could be a big year for the UFC. I think the best thing for the UFC right now is that Connor's back. He's their, by far their biggest. He's the big draw. And I think building a four, a four city press conference around Jorge Masvidal, another big talker, and Conor McGregor, I think it could make some very interesting TV, kind of like the Nate Diaz Conor McGregor press conferences. Yeah, that's a really good comparison. I think they'll definitely put on a show, and uh, it's gonna be fun. And I also think they both know that that title is a stand up. You're gonna bleed. You're going to get punched, and they're not going to take it to the ground. They're going to stand up and just throw haymakers at each other. Yeah, I'm not sure either one of those guys really are going to get knocked out super easy. It's probably just going to be a bloodbath. Um, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I think that'll be good. It'll be uh, Viewer discretion will be advised for sure. Yeah, it, you might want to hide your kid's eyes, maybe your wife's eyes, because that could be a bloodbath, baby. <laughs> wow. All right. Should we head into the uh, the next topic of discussion? Yeah, we should get into the conference championships of last weekend. Some oh, big yeah. games. Oh, yeah. Teams heading to the Super Bowl. First off, we had the Titans-Chiefs. Yeah, this was, a, this was a weird game. It started out 10-0 Titans. I thought, and I think everyone was thinking, wow, the Titans are going to run the ball all over this Chiefs team. And then Patty Mahomes came back. Patty the Cannon showed everyone why he's the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Today, he's going to the Super Bowl. He threw for three touchdowns, 294 yards. And he really just lifted this team to the win. Yep. Pat, Patrick Mahomes, baby. Patrick Mahomes is the best player in football right now. I would say yes. Best player in football all around. I mean, if you count the postseason, this man maybe wins an MVP. I don't agree with this. I think Lamar brought everything. He had a great year, and I think he deserves the MVP. Come on. But Patty Mahomes is the greatest player in the NFL right now. He shows why he's monstrous when it comes to Sundays. Lamar Jackson is the MVP. If Patrick Mahomes doesn't miss those games in the middle of the season, he probably wins it. He probably wins it. He doesn't miss a beat. He probably wins it. But he did. And Lamar put on a show. I think it's kind of crazy. Even when he goes down 20, you're you're in your mind you're thinking, "What? Why don't I bet this? This is Patrick Mahomes. He's bound to drop 30 this game." Like, yep. It's Patrick crazy. Mahomes you know, I think 
some teams get up against them and they they take their foot off the gas pedal a little bit. You gotta keep going down the and, throat with this. I team. mean, that's what happens with the Texans. I don't know what the Titans were doing. Maybe they just they're not that good. I mean, you maybe. Know. Well, I think it came down to they had a good couple of drives right th- at the beginning. They had of the end game. up throwing the ball, and Tannehill's not. Tannehill's not the greatest. Not the greatest passer, quarterback. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, he's. Wow. I mean, he's not. He absolutely wow. He well, if you you come to when they were down, they only scored seven points. When you can't rely on Derrick Henry, the Titans aren't as good of the team. That's facts. And I think the Chiefs just showed that they were the better team. And they're going to the Super Bowl. They're going to Miami. And they're going to probably take a fight to the 49ers. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Very shortly. This was a big game. I I think the fact that Pat Mahomes didn't have to rely on Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey to win this game showed that this offense is more than just a three-player punch. Yeah, I think Patrick Mahomes, is uh, he, he's a playmaker. He can throw the ball, and it's going to be fun to watch him in the Super Bowl. I think so, too. I think the teams that I want to see came out on top. I, di- I don't think I wanted to see the 49ers versus the Titans. No. Or the Packers versus the Titans. Or the versus Packers the Titans. versus the Titans. <laughs> I, I think uh, it would have been a... Worst Super Bowl. I think this is better for TV. I don't even know if people tune in to watch the Titans versus the Packers. No, definitely not good for ratings. And, you know, you maybe potentially saw some questionable referee flags, questionable calls. You In the 49ers game, it was very – there were some questionable calls out there. And same with the Titans-Chiefs game. But, you know, we won't say anything about that. We're not going to hate on those we're refs. We're not going to go there. But – I think this is going to be an interesting team to watch, the Titans, in free agency. They have, I think, 28 players in free agency, which is a lot considering you can only have 52 men on your roster. That is a, a heck of a lot of players. Yeah, and including in those players is Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill. I mean, the Titans might not even be here next they year. Might not, they might look like a totally different team next year. They might begin the first pick. Maybe and Trevor potentially Lawrence. Potentially Joe Burrow. Nope, Joe Burrow's going this year. <laughs> Let's go Patriots, baby. What I meant was, with the potential open space the Titans will have, they could make a move to get Joe Burrow. I not that they would don't draft think so. Joe Burrow. They don't have any assets to trade for Joe They're Burrow. They're not going to trade for him, but they might play the Joe Burrow lottery and hope he doesn't sign with the Bengals. I mean, really, he could go anywhere if we're playing the Joe Burrow lottery. If we're playing the Joe Burrow lottery, where do you want to see him end up? I want to see Drew Brees switch over to wide receiver and <laughs> Joe Burrow throw some bombs oh, to wow. him. I don't see that one happening at all. Wouldn't it be that fun, though? That seemed like a stretch. It'd be some good TV. That would, uh, you Drew know. Brees just getting demolished by, like, 400-pound linemen. That sounds like a stretch. That sounds like great TV. That does not sound like great TV, but... I think it would be freaking amazing. It would definitely be something that would be unexpected, for sure. It would be very That's, That is what unexpected. we call a hot take. And... Maybe maybe he goes to the Broncos. Von Miller makes a little switch to the tight end position. A I saw a podcast. He was thinking about switching over to offense. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he wants to get more touches on offense. 
show that he can prove himself. He wants to show that he could be a tight end somewhere, maybe a running back. Wow. Yeah, he, he's trying to push the offensive coordinator to get him the ball. It could be interesting. That could be interesting. But I don't think it's going to happen. Back to our regularly <laughs> scheduled program, the conference championships, the NFC championship, Packers 49ers. Second game of the night. Second game of the weekend. The nighttime game. Uh, What happened? This was a very weird game. Jimmy Garoppolo only threw eight times, and they scored 37 points. Wow. 29 carries out of Raheem Mostert, 220 yards, and four touchdowns. Yeah. They they just they proved that they were the better team. It started out 27-0. It did. Yeah, and, and then, I mean, Aaron Rodgers fought back. We thought he would. He, he scored 27 in the second half. And in the end, it just was too much of a deficit to overcome. Yeah, the uh, the Packers' defense really, really struggled to slow down even a little bit. Their D-line couldn't Raheem stop Mostert. Raheem Mostert. He was, was, uh, he was getting like seven carries per per. It was just a bloodbath. Seven yards per carry. They were putting on a show. Everyone puts on a show in this podcast, if you haven't already noticed. But uh, Raheem Mostert, you know. Yeah, Raheem Mostert, he showed up. He was a he was a Miami running back, and he was cut to make space for Damian Williams, who then was let go, and now he's in the Chiefs, and he's their running back. The uh, the Packers made Raheem Mostert look like a primetime Adrian Peterson. I mean, it was uh, kind of disappointing to be honest with you. If I'm being honest, Raheem Mostert, he might he might show up next year. He uh, during the end of the year they started giving him bigger touches, bigger games. I think he he was starting to pop off in those last games of the season. Would you say this is a uh, you know potential sleeper for a fantasy football league? Now, I don't want to say that because I happen to have some viewers that oh, uh, can't reveal are our in secrets. my are in my fantasy league. Can't reveal our secrets. Never mind. No, yeah, but I mean he might he might break out next year. If you guys want to spend a second-round pick on him, go ahead. Wow. Uh, it kind of sounded like a threat. Um, I don't think we should be doing that on this podcast. I'm not going to be spending any second-round picks on Raheem Mostert, so go ahead and take him at number two, baby. Knock yourselves out. Number two, Raheem Mostert from the, the GOAT himself. Yeah, I don't I don't want to give up my fantasy crowns. Okay, okay. But... He he might pop off next year. Not willing to give anybody a little hint? Yeah, no. Okay, understandable, understandable. But, uh, yeah, it was the Raheem Mostert show for sure. I think what will be interesting is how this 49ers team comes out next week. I don't – they've yeah. had a really inconsistent – What's going to be their game plan? Is they going to come out and have Jimmy G throw? Or is he going to be rusty if that's I mean, their game plan? I feel like the Chiefs will probably get up at one point in this game. So I feel like Jimmy G is going to have to throw the ball a little bit more than he did against the Packers. I mean, the Chiefs back-to-back weeks have started out slow. They have. And they've come back in both of their games. So does that happen again? Or do we see the Chiefs pick it up early and uh, stay off? And... I mean, with this 49ers defense, they – they could definitely stop the Chiefs early. I never want to say that Patrick Mahomes will get just stopped entirely. I feel like he always has the chance to 
throw some bombs, get 28 points. But he, it could be a very interesting game. The thing about go either way. The thing about Patrick Mahomes is, I feel like he has so many offensive weapons that you could put almost any quarterback in that role, and okay. he'd probably succeed. I'm not taking anything away from I Patrick mean, Mahomes. He's really good. But when you have you have Sammy Watkins. You do have Sammy Watkins. You got Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey. Travis Michael Kelsey. Hardman. I mean, he has a lot of weapons. With, with just those three guys. Four. Well. You don't like Mecole Hardman? I don't. Oh, yeah, I, I like Mecole Hardman. Just Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, and uh, Travis Kelsey. I don't think... I don't think that, any quarterback succeeds in that. I feel like you I think can, every single quarterback in the NFL succeeds. You think in that. Josh Rosen succeeds in okay, buddy. Pat Mahomes? Oh, is is Josh Rosen even a quarterback? He is. Okay, buddy. he's on the Dolphins. Okay, buddy. I don't know if he's under contract anymore. He was okay, on the contract. Buddy. That guy is trash. He's triggered and he's. What trash. about what about Baker? Baker has a lot of weapons. Okay, buddy. I could probably go out there and succeed with Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry. Yeah. I think I honestly. Do you think Baker could succeed? Honestly, with... this this might be a hot take, but I think I could do better than Baker Mayfield. Oh my! Wow, hot take. Hot take. It it might be. I haven't it played might be football in, in what? Ten years? Eight you years? Haven't. And I don't think you've played quarterback in. And I've never in played every, quarterback. Never. <laughs> and I think I could I could do better than Baker Brick Mayfield. Wow. That guy sucks. Wow. <laughs> This podcast might have to be explicit. It's gone off the rails. <laughs> so, let's just get into our picks, why don't we? Chiefs 49ers, who do you got? Now, this is this is a game that could go either way. But, when it comes Sunday, it won't go either way. I think that the future of the NFL, the next great quarterback to take the NFL by storm, Patrick Mahomes brings it home. Kansas City, Andy Reid gets the ring. You know, I was tempted to go that way. And I think uh, Patrick Mahomes is is pretty, uh, he's in the right situation, if that, that's a good way to put it. I think he's got the good pieces around him. Well, you just said that they any quarterback can play as I good as he's Pat, the, Patrick Mahomes in, the right, in that system. In the right situation. Wow. I didn't say they could play as good of him. I gave him his credit. He's a great player. But I said I think any quarterback in the league would be in the same position they're in right now because of the team they have around him. I mean, I, I, I don't know about that. I think there's a lot of quarterbacks that won't be in the Super Bowl just because they have good wide receivers and tight ends. I, I think outside of maybe four or five guys, you got uh, We're talking backups, too. Jameis Interception Winston. Okay, I don't agree with that. Jameis Winston, three for 5,000 Jameis Interception Winston. 5,000 making it. 30 tutters. He's not making it to the Super Bowl because he, he gives it to the wrong team as much as he gives it to the right team. He's not making the Super Bowl. You got Josh Rosen. I didn't even know he was still in the league. He's backup. Baker sucks Mayfield. There's a lot of backups that wouldn't be in the Super Bowl. I'm telling you one that would. Teddy Bridgewater, baby. Well, he's a 
he's not really a backup. He, you know what? He's not. He he won six games. But this year. that's a that's a discussion for another time. Who do I got? Chiefs 49ers this Sunday, baby. Who do you got? Next Sunday, baby. Who do you got? <laughs> I got the 49ers all the way. Wow. I think I think this is what we're gonna see this Sunday. We're gonna see the start of another dynasty. Another New England Patriots like dynasty. Would you with, say it's with Jimmy Garoppolo and the San Francisco 49ers? They do have a great cool or a great coach. Uh supposed to be Tom Brady's heir, Jimmy G. They I have think... Kyle Shanahan coaching him. They have Raheem Mostert. They have a great defense. But I don't agree with you. The Chiefs are going to win this game. What's the score going to be then? I think it's going to be a big game. I think it's going to be 37-28, to 28, the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. I disagree. What do you think? I think it's going to be 34-24. No, you don't want to take that back. It's going to be 35-31. 35 35-31. 35-31, 49ers win. Start of a new dynasty. Jimmy G is the new Tom Brady in the NFL. Would you say it's like high school musical? Maybe this is the start Wow. I think we got to cut that out right now because our viewers don't deserve to hear whatever the heck that just was. Okay? That was fucking hilarious. Wow. Um, guys, I'm really sorry about that. I don't know what just happened. I think he had a seizure or something. I don't know what's going on. Should we uh, get into the maybe the next topic? Uh, yeah, please. Anything but that. Um, okay. Uh, what's next? We have uh, we have the Louisville, Louisville versus Duke, Duke. Louisville versus Duke. This this was a big matchup. Both top ten teams in the NCAA. They're both possible contenders. The number one and number two on the betting for the championships winners. This this was supposed to be a very close game. It ended up being a very great game. Yeah, you know, this was a matchup for uh, to potentially see how good both of these teams really are. I feel like we haven't got a good look at either one of them yet. Um, as far as talent they as, played. As far as like March Madness and how far they could go. And uh, I think both of them showed that they are going to be going. What either one far. of the teams have talent wise. Um, obviously, when it comes down to March. Anybody could lose in any game, but I think both I mean, of these we, teams. We saw a 16 seed go pretty far a couple years ago, so. I, uh. Anything's possible. I think either one of these teams could lose early or go All on a way. deep run. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're both. This is a weird year for college basketball. I don't think there's any really good teams. I think it's almost like. They're all semi-good. It's such a good race. I think this might be one of the first years in the one-and-done era where we don't have a clear clear favorite, obviously. For pick? 
for uh, like a champion or the best team in the nation. Nobody, yeah, normally nobody is like super stacked on talent that that uh, nobody else can compete. I agree. It's it's a very this year's wide year. open, absolutely it, wide open. Well, and the talent level is so watered down almost that it's a very interesting year. I would say it's spread out. I don't think that the talent is watered down. I think it's just every team, or not every team, but a lot of teams have one guy that's going to be really good, and then they have a lot of guys that are just role players. Yeah, there is a lot of – there's like a bunch of teams with one or two NBA players, and then the rest are not ever going to make the NBA. No, and a lot of them won't ever – every year. Think about it. Like It's just – most years, I feel like we have two or three or four guys on one team, like last year with Duke, where everybody's everybody's on the same team and they look like the clear favorite to win it. But Duke ended up not winning it. Nine Ooh. times out of ten, they don't win it. Yeah, and there was also UCLA was very stacked with Lonzo the year before. And yeah, and when it comes down to actually winning in March, you have to be playing at such a high level and you have to be so good. That it just doesn't always pan out for you. Yeah, and I think... With these two teams, I think we have two teams that could either lose early second round or two teams that could both be... Final four to championship teams. teams. I think these teams are both very talented. They, They both have returning players. They both have great classes recruiting wise. And I think... They're probably the most two well-rounded teams in basketball. I think when with these two, both teams will make the Sweet 16, and one of the two will make the Final Four. Not both of them, but one of the two. I think there's always room for upsets. I think the one that I would pick out of the two to go farther would have to be Louisville, because I think Duke kind of only has Cassius Stanley. I think they have great big men defensively, but I think Louisville has a better talent throughout their team. Yeah, and it's gonna it's gonna come down to everyone else on the team except for Jordan Wara stepping up because in big games, Jordan I feel like has gotten a lot of the attention, which has held him back from getting his usual numbers scoring wise. So it's gonna it's gonna come down to the rest of the more team. of the role players stepping up and having their uh, their Luke Hancock moment and putting on a show. Well, and you see with the three losses that those were the games that Jordan Nora didn't really show up. Yeah. They were the games that they had to rely on other players. Yeah. And, well, and I, think, I think with the emergence of David Johnson in particular, I think Louisville has a second guy that could possibly take that number two role. Yep. David Johnson and... Uh, Fresh Kimball have both stepped up tremendously in the past five games, I would say. Yeah, and then they always had Enoch. Enoch's one of the best hook players. He's great in the post. He's great defensively. And I think he will always be that Gorgie Jang-esque player. Well, and it kind of feels like they're settling into, at least it feels like for me, that Coach Mack is settling into what the rotations are going to be. and It's still very early. Who's going to get more minutes in the uh, in the games because the first early on in the season we didn't see David Johnson very much and maybe no. maybe that's because he's young and he uh, true freshman he's been a little sloppy but I think 
he's settling in and same thing with Kimbo. I think he's settling into the game. He's finding his role and I think you've seen that in the last couple couple games. He's uh been able to get his points and help the team out. Yeah, and in this game in particular, Louisville ended up leading by fifteen at one point and then Duke came back with their defense and they they really just took over in the second half. They took the lead, and then Louisville ended up fighting back on the road, and they showed that they wanted this win more. Yeah, they wanted it more, and I think that's why they got it done. Yeah, they. I think Duke really outnumbered him on the free throws, but Louisville shot significantly better from the field and the three-point. So I think Louisville just ended up wanting it more. They wanted their shots fell more, and... Duke kind of got back into it with free throws. Yeah, it was a good game. Um, I think we should uh, move into our next topic of, you said you'd like to discuss Antonio Brown. Yeah, I, I'm i very sad talking about this. AB is one of the greatest wide receivers to ever touch the field. But this, this uh, week has been a very tough one for the fella. He he ended up throwing a rock at a moving truck. Oh wow. And he committed battery against the driver. You know, that's not very smart. No, he burg he committed burglary and battery and now he's on the run still and has not been arrested. This guy is a piece of work. I he's done. Yeah, he is. He I I can't help to say that he might he probably will never play in the NFL again. You know. And it's sad to see where this is this is where his mind went. In some of these situations, I I don't understand why a lot of people give a lot of attention to it. He uh he's not in the league anymore. He's uh making bad decisions. It's time that we uh we as a collective society move on from this guy. Well, I think it's just the fact that everyone wants to see him get better. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we'd like to see him get better, but I I just think he's uh he's kind of like uh, attention seeking, and he thinks he's better than everybody else, and uh, I don't know, I just don't have any room for that in my life currently, so I don't want to give him any attention. I mean, I truly think the ship has sailed with Young Ab. I think a it was what was a phenomenal career is come to an end a little bit too early. One thing that I think we have seen time and time again in the NFL is no matter how good you are, you're never good enough to determine what happens with the team and the organization. They're always willing to move on, and you're always replaceable. Well, especially when it comes to the Patriots, as you saw this season when they got rid of them almost immediately after those sexual assault. Claims. Yeah, I mean, there's no time to fool around in the NFL. In the NBA, it's a little different because it's more of a player-oriented league. But in the NFL, you're, you're always replaceable. You're, yeah, you're just completely replaceable. Um, but that's a story for another time. Yeah, a topic for another podcast, maybe. A topic for another episode, maybe. Another episode. We'll see another you topic. on another episode with that topic. Last but not least, we would like to get to the. Zion Williamson debut. What did you think? On a much happier note than our last topic, Zion Williamson came out and he showed why he was the number one pick. 
He started out relatively slow, but in the fourth quarter, he turned it up and scored 17 straight points, and in that stretch, had a 4-for-4 three-point shooting. Now, this is big news because out of all 35 of his field goals, only one was outside of the paint. And I think in this game, he showed that he doesn't care. If you want to sag off, he'll let it fly. He's not Ben Simmons. Yeah, this game, I, I, have, mixed, I have mixed feelings about the Zion Williamson debut. Why is that? Because he proved that he can show he can shoot the three-point ball, for sure. But the defense has no idea if he can shoot the three-point ball. There's no, you know, there's no uh, scouting report. Well, I mean, he played in on Duke for a lot of games. Yeah, and but, you know, uh, that's a year ago. Yeah, but I feel like he, and he, and he, he didn't came play, out. He didn't play that many games. He was hurt most of the season. So, I think... I I gotta discredit this whole thing. The wow. four for four You're... wide open. I mean, he's hitting wide open threes. They're sagging off of him. He's hitting wide open threes. Yeah, but uh, isn't that something good to see that if good. you do leave him open, he's gonna make them? It is. It's good to see from that standpoint. But you know, we haven't seen him hit a contested three. He's four for four on wide open. But let's talk about guys aren't guarding him. They're giving him the Ben Simmons guard guarding position yeah but his inside scoring this game was also phenomenal he he had he a couple in, he had a couple putback layups he I don't goes know. over I, I saw a lot of people blowing this entire game his entire debut out of uh well out of proportion the hype around it is not where it should be really it's a great start to a career for Zion so, yeah Williamson. hopefully Hopefully a long, healthy career for Zion. I think the ways the but, way the news took it made it seem like he was scoring like yeah, T Mac exactly. the twelve minutes and thirty the, seconds. Uh, you know, it was reported that he had he had seventeen what did he have? Seventeen points in one three quarter. minutes. In three minutes. Three minutes. There was seventeen straight, right? Seventeen straight points. Seventeen straight points and four of those were the threes. Mm-hmm. So that's twelve points. Twelve points on wide open threes. Yeah, and then but and then he had a couple, then he had, he had two layups. He had a back backdoor lob with Dare Demar oh, yeah. Rosen guarding him. Okay, and then he had a layup where Aldridge. It was like an alley-oop. Yeah, it was like an alley oop. And then, and then, a, then he had the one? he had the blocked layup, and then he rebounded the block, and then went up with another uh, attempt and made it. And then the and one, that's it. Yeah. That was, I mean, so, it was still a great know, start. I mean, it was a good start for, for his first game, definitely. But the way it's getting blown out of proportion, like he's the next greatest player of all time. It's like, dude, come on. But I think you're... Calm down, it's one game. If you're game. a Pelicans fan, you're very happy to see that you have a legitimate second option with Zion Williamson. Yeah, maybe a first. It's good to see, but it's like, dude, how many of these guys should be hitting their wide open threes? A lot of them. A but lot ben, of them. I mean, if you give Ben Simmons wide open threes, he's not taking them. No, he just ignores the think, fact that he's not being guarded. I think the fact that Zion looked like he was Ben Simmons was with the jumper. Yeah, you know, he was comfortable taking those shots, which is important. But I think in college he was comfortable taking them too. He was. And was I just, think, but I think seeing that he's basically a Ben Simmons with the jumper makes him a lot more satisfying if you're a Pelicans player. Than if you were a 76ers player. I know what. Uh, I got to stop you. I think that's an insult to Zion. What? Ben Simmons is not anything to write home about. I'm, I'm talking about like the transition scoring similar. They're both very dominant inside threats. 
Yeah. Zion's way more athletic little, and way more stylish. A little different might be an understatement. They're uh, completely no, different but they, players. They have the similar attacks to the rim. Yeah. They have similar play styles. It's just, okay. I'll give it to you. It's he's I'll give it to like you. Ben Simmons with but the jumper. Overall, I think it was a little blown out of proportion. I think, you know, he he uh, it was a good debut for sure, but the four for four threes was a little exaggerated. I mean, it was four for four threes, but they're not guarding him. There's no scattered report. He's hitting four wide open warm up jumpers. Yeah, it, I think he's definitely something to keep your eye on. I think I think the you I know think, what I think the trainer pregame actually closes out harder than they did. Wow, I think they I'm probably serious. Did. I, think, I, think I think the pregame trainer closes out harder than they closed out on him in that they did, game. They just let on him those fire four it, threes. To be honest. They were it, it looked like it literally looked like an all star game. Yeah, he was just they were letting him fire wide open threes. I will say that I mean he was knocking them down. You got to give him the credit, but he's he's knocking down wide open threes, warm up jumpers. I mean, put me in there, I can do that. I don't know if you're hitting four for four. I don't know if I'm going four for four, but maybe I guarantee you two for four. I'm hitting two of those wide open jumpers. There's a possibility, but come on. I think he's something to keep your eye on and you're very happy seeing that he scored 17 minutes that fast. Don't get me wrong. I love him. I'm stoked that he's finally healthy and finally playing, but I think the media and everybody talking about it, Blew out of proportion. They, the four they did threes. make it like it was a T Mac, and they made it seem like this man dropped eighty one. Call him Kobe Bryant. Yeah, they and they did he hype didn't him do, up a little bit. It was four wide open threes and a couple layups. Well, I mean, come on. And if you watch the game, it's like he doesn't do anything for three quarters, and then he finally scores seventeen points well, in the last like in three minutes of the fourth quarter. I, I and, gotta give him the. Uh, Sorry to cut you off. I gotta give him the uh, excuse of, I think he was he was getting like four minutes at a time. Oh, I I love that four minutes. I love that the, the Pelicans like that coach really was like, I don't give a damn about this game. I would like. I want to lose. They did definitely. They, want to lose. I mean, it's they still... were down like three with Zion in, and then they bench him for the last six minutes. The Pelicans are basically tanking <laughs> at this point. They don't give an f. It's legitimate. But like we want to, we know we want another pick. I think that uh, he's gonna have a, a really good career, but I think it was way too overhyped. This first game, I mean, come on, man. He hits four warm up jumpers, and you're you're really gonna say he went off. I, I mean, I still mark him down as a legitimate second I mean, option. he was knocking him down, but he, I mean, come on. Yeah, he. It was four wide open threes. The way that they spun it, it's like, it's like a LeBron James 50 point finals performance. Oh, yeah. It's like a T-Mac 12 points in 30 seconds. I'm excited to see what he can do in game two. Yeah. Hopefully I, he gets a little bit more minutes and uh, hopefully, you know, as time goes on, the minutes will, minutes restriction will dwindle away but i don't know man right now it's just it's too early i think he's someone to keep your eye on and see what he's doing in maybe his second year and who knows maybe he turns out to be the next lebron james like he was said to be yeah definitely won't be lebron james uh his longevity will not be there not even gonna be close this guy probably plays 10 years well, I mean, D Rose is already telling him to lose weight because, I mean, those knees aren't going to hold up. If the knee, he's, yeah, the knees are going to be gone. If he's it's, as uh, much as he weighs right now. But 
another That's a topic. Another story for another episode. another episode. Thank you guys for joining us. We hope you have a wonderful day, and we appreciate the listen. Like and comment below, and have a great day. Thank you.